Amen. Happy Easter, church. Good morning. It's good to see all of you. Good to have all of you joining us live stream this morning as well. And we're going to continue our series in the book of Joshua this morning, Joshua chapter 23. The reality is this. All of us here today, all of us here have the opportunity to leave God's house today different than when we walked in. Because all of us today who are here and who are joining us live stream from your homes wherever you are today, all of us have the opportunity to take a step closer to God or to even establish a relationship with God that maybe up to this point doesn't exist. You and I can connect with God on a deeper level today, whether we are the furthest apart from God we've ever been, or whether you are as close to God as you've ever been, all of us can still always be closer. We can always take a step closer to God. And that's my hope and prayer today for every last one of us, is that by engaging with God here in his house, by experiencing him through worship and through the word and through the fellowship of other believers, that all of us can leave Easter Sunday going, you know what, I'm a little bit closer to God now than I was when I walked into God's house this morning. And I want to talk to us, I want to take us to Joshua chapter 23. We're almost to the end of the book of Joshua. And God has brought his people into the promised land as he promised. And they are beginning to enjoy the fruits, if you will, of that land, all that God had for them. They are beginning to experience that. And they're, you know, enjoying the plenty and, and the prosperity, the land that is flowing with milk and honey. He's given them victory over their enemies. And there's a few things that Joshua really emphasizes here that I want to touch on this morning with all of us. And I want to begin by setting our eyes on a phrase that is repeated over and over and over in this chapter. Remember, when things are repeated in the Bible, they are done so for emphasis. God is trying to emphasize something to us when something is so often repeated. And the phrase that is repeated begins in verse 3, and it is the phrase, the Lord, your God. Thirteen times in nine verses in this one chapter, that phrase pops up. In fact, I'd like you to follow along, because I want you to set your eyes on this phrase as well. The first time we see that phrase is in verse 3, and we see it twice in verse 3. The Lord, your God, the Lord, your God, fights for you. Then look down at verse 5. The Lord, your God, will drive them out. The end of verse 5. The Lord, your God, promised you. Verse 8. Be loyal to the Lord your God. Verse 10, for the Lord your God fights for you. The end of verse 11, love the Lord your God. Verse 13, the Lord our God. The end of verse 13, the Lord your God gave you. The middle of verse 14, 
Not even one of all these faithful promises the Lord your God made to you is left unfulfilled. Verse 15, the Lord your God made to you has been realized. The end of verse 15, the Lord your God gave you. And finally, verse 16, the Lord your God. Why is this phrase repeated over and over and over again? Because this is a phrase that reminds us that everything God has done is all about establishing a personal relationship with people. He is our God. He's not just your God. He is to be our God. That's why one of the most beloved uh, passages of Scripture in the Bible begins, the Lord is what? My shepherd. He's not just your shepherd. He's my personal shepherd. And God is trying to get his people to see everything I've done for you up to this point, even from the very beginning, was done so that I, God, could have a personal relationship with you. It's not about religion. It's not about, you know, fulfilling some kind of duty and obligation. It's about God opening up a way for us to have an intimate, personal relationship with him. That's why he created us in the first place. God didn't need to create any of us. The very fact that you and I are alive is testimony of the fact that God wants to have a relationship with us. So a great question we have to ask ourselves today, and only you and God know for sure, is do you have a personal relationship with God? That's the question. Because everything God has done in your lifetime, even bringing you into the world so that you exist, is so that you can know God personally, so that it's not just somebody else's God. He's your God, you see. Because you and I can't live off of other people's faith. You and I have to establish our own relationship with God, our own convictions about God. That's the way God designed it. As we've been learning throughout the book of Joshua, yes, God has a plan and purpose for us as a community of believers. He works with groups of people all the time. But as he works with groups of people, he also works individually. He also works personally. And that's what Joshua wanted to remind the people of. The reason they are where they are right now in the promised land is because through that experience, they might know God on a deeper personal level, that their personal relationship with God would be enhanced, if you will, through all that they experience with God. In fact, if you go then to Joshua 23, notice what he says to them as he's writing this after the fact. He says, a long time has passed since they first entered the promised land and that the Lord made Israel secure or settled from all their enemies. Then notice what he says at the end of verse 3. The Lord your God fights for you. And then up in verse 10, the Lord your God fights for you as he promised you he would. 
And finally, verse 14, look today, I'm about to die. You know with all your heart and being that not even one of all the faithful promises the Lord your God made to you is left unfulfilled. Every one was realized, not one promise is unfulfilled. He's reminding them, God is fighting for you so that you can have a more intimate, close relationship with him. And I would say the same thing is true today. God is right here in our midst today, and he's fighting for you. He wants you to have a close, personal relationship with him. And everything that he's done in your life up to this point is to fight for that relationship. He wants you to know how much he loves you, and he's pursuing you hard with that love. In fact, Notice what Joshua says to the people of God in verse 3 and verse 4. He says, you saw everything the Lord your God did to all these nations on your behalf because he fights for you. And then he says at the beginning of verse 4, see, see how we parceled out the land and that every one of his promises has been fulfilled. Do you see what God has done for you, basically? Because that's where it begins. That, that's where a personal relationship with God really begins is when we are willing to open up our eyes and see what God has done for us. That's where Joshua was with the people of God. He's reminding them, do you not see what God has done? And you and I need to pause in our lives very often and, and see or be reminded of what God has done to establish a personal relationship with us. I mean, first of all, he created us. Didn't have to. Would have been perfectly content as God for us to never come into existence. He was fine. But he chose to create every single one of us. You who are watching live stream, all of us are unique personal creations of God. He spent time designing us and making us the way he did because he wanted to have a personal relationship with you. That's why seeing God as your creator is so important. That's why the Bible starts out with the creation of God, of the universe, and of us as human beings. If we don't accept that, if we don't believe that God is behind our existence and that we're just here by random, you know, chance and that, that there's no creator behind that, then obviously we're going to live our lives differently and look at life differently. We're even going to look at ourselves differently and other people differently. We're not going to look at them as a gift from God. We're not going to look at them as a special creation of value and worth any more than we're going to look at ourselves. But when we do, when we see that God made us, and when we see that the God who created us was willing to come to this earth as a man and take upon human flesh, I mean, all these things that I'm talking about, we could ponder these and think about these and consider these for hours. The fact that he came as a man to reveal God to us so that we as human beings could say, okay, that's what God is in human form, so that he could relate to us on a level that you and I can understand. 
And he did all that and then showed the way of God, and yet all of that was rejected. And he was put on a cross and he was crucified. And all of that yet was in the plan of God to establish a way for us to have a relationship with God. Because the Bible tells us that when sin entered the world, that there was a chasm then that was created between us and God. That relationship that he had with mankind before sin was close. It was intimate. But when they chose sin, when they chose to rebel and disobey God in the garden, that brought a chasm. That brought a distance between us and God. And the only way that that distance could be closed was by God himself. See, that's why religion cannot create a way for us to get to God. That's why our own good works and, and being a good enough person in our own, it can't, it can't cross that distance. No amount of our goodness can bring us closer to God because he's perfect. He's holy. And no matter how good you and I try to be, we can't be good enough. So God said, I still want a relationship with you. Even though sin has come into this world and created a chasm that is greater than you and I could ever cross, I'll make a way. I'll make sure that I provide a way so that any of you who want a relationship with me can cross that divide through the sacrifice of my son Jesus Christ on the cross and you can come back to me if you want to. And that relationship then can be established and you can connect with me again and then you can live your life and, and we can walk in closeness and in intimacy. That's why God did all that he did. That's why Jesus went to the cross in our place to take the penalty for our sins so that we would never have to die eternally. Yes, every last one of us here is going to die physically one day because we're not immortal. We're mortal. And we're going to have to go through death, but that's because of our sinful flesh that we're going to have to get rid of. But the Bible tells us that through our Lord Jesus Christ, when we place our faith in him and we establish that relationship with God, we may die physically, but we'll never die spiritually or eternally. For those who have the Lord receive eternal life. You see, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Everything that God has done, including then rising from the dead, to show that he really is who he claimed to be. He is the son of God. He is the one who came to earth to reveal God to us, to die in our place, and to create a way where you and I as human beings, no matter how far apart we are from God, can come near to God and close to God through Jesus Christ. So that all of us then can say, he's my God. He's not just your God, he's my God. I have a personal relationship with him. Not because I'm good enough, 
Not because I'm the pastor of a church. No, because there was a time in my life where I recognized that I could never close the distance between me and God on my own. And I had to accept by faith what Jesus did for me. And then when I did that, that relationship was established. And only you know in your heart whether that relationship has ever been established. But here's the great thing. Today can be the day that you open up and say, God, I want that relationship. I want to know what it's like to have a relationship with not only the one who rose for me and died for me, the one who created me. I want to know what it's like to live life with that kind of a relationship. And so Joshua is saying to the people of God, do you see? Do you see all that God has done for you so that that relationship could be established? And then Joshua begins to share with them when you and I begin to see what God has done, there are four responses that really begin to show that we're in this relationship with God. Because let's face it, relationships, even human relationships, are a two-way thing. It, it can't be just all one-sided. If I'm going to have a relationship even with somebody like you, it's got to work both ways, right? There's got to be buy-in from both sides. There's got to be communication. There's got to be me wanting to come closer to God just as God is always there for me. I've got to evidence that in my life. So I want to share with you four things out of this passage of Scripture that Joshua says will be evidence that that relationship is established and that, that there's a desire on my part to even get closer to God. The first one I'd like to start with is over in verse 11, where Joshua says, watch yourselves carefully. Basically, we've got to always be diligent to stay spiritually vigilant. He's saying, be watchful, be careful, love the Lord your God. This is a timeless charge to love God. Because he loved me and you first. Love God. Love is a discriminate affection. Do you and I have a growing affection for God? Do we have a growing desire for God? Do we have a growing pursuit of God? If you love someone or something, you pursue it. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And what is the measure of love? Our heart. You and I all know what we treasure most in our life. Why? Because that's what we love. And we all know what we love the most because that's what we treasure. That's what we put our time our effort, our energy, our money, our resources into. You and I all know, or we, we can gauge what our treasure is, you see. And, and the word of God is saying that when you and I establish this relationship with God, we need to keep loving him and, and making sure that, that that love for him doesn't diminish over time and grow cold, unlike, in contrast, to the love God has for us. God's love for us will never grow cold, never diminish. 
God, God's love for us is constant, but our love for him, it, doesn't, it, it might not always be strong. And that's why we've got to be vigilant and take care about our love for God and that the things that we're doing in life, our life, our service, our ministry, and living life is all out of love, not out of duty and obligation, that we want to do the things that we do for God and glorify him because of our love for him. That's the proper motivation. Do we love God? And is our love for God growing? This is evidence of a relationship, just like it should be evidence of relationships we have with each other. When relationships are healthy, there will be a growing love for one another, you see. And we need to be careful of that. Then notice the second evidence in verse 8. I'm going backwards through the chapter because that's sort of how I roll. I'm sort of a backwards guy. Verse 8, but you must be loyal to the Lord your God as you have been to this very day. The words be loyal mean to stay close, to adhere to God, to cling to him. I'll even use these words, stay glued to God. That's what Joshua is saying. Love God and stay close to God, you see. And just like with love, God will always be there for us, always stay close to us. As Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. God will always be right there for us, but we've got to make sure that we're not walking away from God, that over time in this relationship, we don't distance ourselves from him, but stay as close to him as possible. One of the things that you see in the Bible is that people, even of God, get into trouble when they put too much distance between them and God. And this is seen even figuratively, but, but also in reality, when you even think about Peter. There was a time there where Peter walked close to God, and then as the days grew closer for Jesus to go to the cross and to die, Peter began to distance himself from God. In fact, it says that, you know, when Jesus told him that you would deny me three times, Peter's like, oh, I'll never deny you, God. You and I, we're like this, right? And Jesus said, well, before the cock crows, in the, you'll, you'll deny me three times. And the Bible says that at that point, Peter was walking at a distance from Jesus. You and I need to stay close. We need to adhere to him. We need to cling to him every day. And part of this even goes back to knowing I need him every day, being reliant and dependent. You see, you and I over time, just like our love can diminish, we can grow in our independence of God. God, I've got this. I don't need you. I can handle these things on my own. And we begin to distance ourselves from the reality that, no, we need God every day. We need to depend upon him and rely upon him every day. And it's it's knowing that and knowing how much we need him that will keep us close, adhering and clinging and glued to him. If I begin to think I can handle life on my own, then I'll begin to put distance between me and God. And so Joshua is saying, God did everything that he's done up to this point so that you and I could be close to him. 
So in turn, how should we respond? Love the Lord your God. Be loyal to the Lord your God. Then notice down in verse 6, I'm going to take the second one first. Carefully obey all that is written in the law scroll of Moses so you won't swerve from it to the right or the left. He's basically saying to God's people, keep before your eyes conscientiously the word of God at all times. Don't take a step in your life without letting God's word and the principles of God's word guide you and direct you. Don't try to figure this out on your own. God has given us this word as a map to navigate life successfully. Not that life is going to be easy, but that with God's word, we can navigate it successfully by knowing clearly what God says we should do in each and every one of life's situations that presents itself. Are we keeping the word of God right in front of us? Jesus said, heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my word will never pass away. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. David wrote, thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. We need to be people of the word of God. We need to immerse ourselves in the Word of God so that we know it well enough to keep it in front of our eyes. How can we let something guide us and navigate it, our, our lives, if we don't know it? Which is why here at the Oasis, we will always teach the Word of God to you so that all of us, including myself, know what God's Word says so that we can navigate life. I can't Live by something that I don't know, which is why I've got to fill my heart and mind with the Word of God. I've got to read it. I've got to study it. I've got to meditate on it. I've got to give time and effort and energy to knowing the Word of God. Otherwise, I cannot carefully obey all that is written in there. And sometimes, even as God's people, we neglect certain sections of the Word of God, which is why I clearly heard God say to me as the pastor of this church, get them into the Old Testament more. Because so often in our modern day churches, churches just stick with topical stuff and stuff in the New Testament. And the people of God live ignorantly of what the Old Testament teaches. Listen, the Old Testament is just as important for us to know as the New Testament. He tells us that it's all profitable for us every part of it god did not waste his energy or his time or his words on any part of it every word of god is inspired in this book and this is not man's word this is god's word to his people so that we not only know how much he loves us but how much he wants to care for us and guide us through life and as Nicole pointed out, the great thing about God is he not only gave us his word, he gave us his Holy Spirit inside of us so that the Holy Spirit can help us to understand this and then can take what we've learned and guide and direct us and apply certain sections of it to certain situations so that we know what we should do at all times. Are we carefully obeying the word of God? 
And then finally, verse 6, notice, be very strong. Not just strong. Be very strong. Be literally strengthened in God. Be strengthened through God so that we can become confident and courageous in how we live our life. Folks, this is so important today especially because I believe that the Bible teaches that as we move through history, people become weaker and weaker internally because they're not connected to the God who created them and saved them. They have distanced themselves from their God. And therefore, they're trying to live life and the tribulations of life and the trials of life in their own strength. And human strength can only go so far. That's why we see today in our world so many people who don't have the strength to deal with life. That's why we have an epidemic of people who are taking their own life today. Suicides are an all-time high. I shared with you before. I did more funerals and memorial services for people who took their own life last year than I had ever done in 38 years previously as a pastor. We have more people trying to self-medicate today because they can't handle life in their own strength. People who are turning to self-destructive coping mechanisms to try to get through life. Why are all these things happening? Not because necessarily life is that much worse than it ever was. There's always been, you know, pandemics throughout history, and there's always been wars going on, and there's always been trials and tribulations. In fact, Jesus even said, I can guarantee you this to my own people. He says, you will have trial and trouble in this world. Jesus never promised us an easy life, but what Jesus did promise us is, I will be with you, and I will give you my strength and grace to deal with it because it's sufficient. That's what he did promise. And yet today, what are we seeing? We're seeing people who lack strength. They don't know how to handle things. They don't know how to deal with things anymore. They get news about something, and they just, they just crumble. They just collapse. Because we don't have that strength from God. God says, I don't want you to just be strong. I want you to be very strong. And the only way we can be very strong is through God and staying connected to the God who wants to connect with us. That's why Paul could say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Because he was living by the strength that only God could give him. And that only comes from a personal relationship with God and walking with him close every single day. Joshua, he says in verse 14, look, I'm about to die. He knows that his time on this earth is short. So what are the last words that he's saying to the people of God? He's saying, do you see it? Do you see that everything God has done for you up to this point is so he could be your God, so that he could have a personal relationship with you? Do you and I have that personal relationship? Do we see what God has done for us so that that way to him could be open? Some of you here today may say, oh, I'm, you know, I'm too far away from God. God could never, you know, save me. God would never, no, no. 
There's none of you or any of you who are listening today who is too far away from God for God to bring you close. No one. That is not truth. That is a lie that you're telling yourself, someone else is telling you, or maybe even your spiritual enemy is telling you. God can bring anyone close, no matter how far away they are, through the blood and sacrifice of Jesus Christ. His way is sufficient. But some of you, too, you may be close, but guess what? You can take a step even closer to God today. You can respond to him in that personal relationship and do just what Joshua exhorted the people of God to do, to love the Lord your God more than you ever have before, to be loyal or close, to cling to him, to be glued to him like you've never been glued to him before, to carefully obey everything that his word says, to get into the word of God and let it guide you and navigate you more than you ever have before, to be a man and woman of the word of God, and then to be very strong, to not live one more day in your own strength and power, which has its limits, but to live in the limitless power of God every day, to allow him through that personal relationship that you have with him that's been established through Jesus to infuse you with a strength beyond yourself so that as the world continues to go the way it goes and get crazier and crazier and things happen in the world and in your own life, you will have the internal strength to deal with it and navigate it and get through it because of the strength that God is giving you through that personal relationship with him. God is offering all of us an opportunity today, an opportunity to take one step closer to him today. I don't care whether you are far away or whether you're as close to God as you've ever been. There's not a one of us that can't respond to God and say, God, I want to get just a little bit closer today. I want to get just a little bit closer to you today because now I'm beginning to see that everything you've done for me by bringing me into this world, creating me, coming to this earth, dying for me, rising from the dead for me, that everything you've done for me up to this point, how you've watched over me and even brought me to this point and brought me even to this church or even to hear this message today and be a part of our worship today, it's all been because you are trying to pursue me with your love and reach out to me so that you can draw me closer to you. And God's word says, draw near to God and all he will draw near to you. So would you take that step closer to the Lord today? And if you're here today or if you're watching us today and you've never established that personal relationship with God and you'd like to know a little bit more about it or about how to do that, those of you that are watching, contact us, write us. And we'll get back to you. Those of you who are here, I'll be glad to take time after the service to talk to you about how you can know for sure that you have a relationship with God. Anyone on our worship team today, you could come up to them after the service and talk to them about how to have 
of relationship with God. Other people here at the church that you know, you can reach out to. There will be many of us that would love to talk to you about how you can know for sure that when you leave this campus today, that you know you have a personal relationship with God because for God's perspective, that's why he does everything he does in your life so that you can have a relationship with him so that he can be the Lord, your God. I'm going to ask our worship team to come. You guys just remain seated for a moment. As they come and get settled here, I, I hope that we will take the time that we have left through our worship today to use this as a time for all of us to say, God, I want to connect to you. I want to connect to you on a deeper level. I want my relationship with you to be enhanced today. And maybe it's the first step you've taken to God. Or maybe it's the thousandth step you've taken to God. Here's the great thing about God. As long as you and I have breath, we have opportunity to take steps to God. And so I'm going to ask all of us, would we be willing to say, God, I'm coming a step closer to you today? And if you and I all do that, do you realize that every last one of us, when we leave Easter service today at this place, all of us will leave a little bit different than when we walked in. So would you stand with me? Join me in prayer. And then we'll take time to have a time of connection with our God through worship. Father, we thank you today for this time. We thank you, God, that everything you've ever done for us you did in order to have a relationship with us and not only to have a relationship with us but to draw us closer and closer and closer to you god there's no obstacles that you can't overcome no distance that you can't cross and God will make sure that every obstacle is removed so that we can get as close to God as we want to. You can believe that. You can trust in that. And so, God, I'm just going to pray today that all of us would be willing to take that step to you today. That we want more of you today than anything or anyone else that we are going to respond to you by loving you, by being loyal to you, by carefully obeying your word and being strong in you, God, like never before. Would you use this time, God, to just take us up in your arms and pull us close to you? We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Let's offer that to the Lord today as we worship him.